Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready get 30, ready get 20 20, 20 ready get 20 20, ready get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey, Wonder Snouts, this is a lovely one. For the first time in ages, I'm hoovering at home. I've got to entertain and cook for someone. I'm with the really brilliant comedian, and I'm going to say activist because she does some amazing things for trans equality in her spare time. Lucky me, it's Jen Ives. The sad news is, thanks to a few, I think, um, what have turned out to be dares, as opposed to exciting suggestions from my patrons, I ended up treating Jen to the weirdest fucking lunch in the history of time. Um, oh, before we get into it though, can you come and see my new show, Wench, please? Thank you. I'm taking it to the Edinburgh Festival, to Monkey Barrel at 4.45 every day in August, apart from the 15th, and then I'm taking it on tour all around the UK. I've got some dates in Ireland being announced soon, and now on sale is Dorchester. Um, Dorchester Arts, the art centre there is called. I'm there uh, mid-October on a Wednesday, and it, tickets are available on my website, along with all the others, or on the Little Wonder website, who are my tour managers, and, 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 and that's my, like, home county. Um, so please come and see me in Dorchester if you are someone who listens to this who I went to school with. Thank you. Um, 
yeah, tickets to live stuff uh, and tickets to everything interesting that we mention and links to everything interesting that we mention will, as ever, be in the podcast notes um, that come along with this uh, podcast, wherever you got it from. And also, if you ever want tickets to live stuff, you can always just look on my website, jessicafostercute.com, and click the button that says My Doings. Thanks for listening to Hoovering. If you tell other people about it, I'd love that. Shout it about shout it. The Hoovering podcast is good. You can shout, subscribe to it, give it five star reviews. Yum, 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 yum. If you've got any spare money, you could become my patron. Hey, thanks if you're already my patron, unless you're the ones who suggested the foods we eat in this episode. <laughs> um, go to patreon.com forward slash the Hoovering pod and you'll see all the sorts of things I will swap you in exchange for your money, including really amazing actually terrible but that's why they're funny cooking videos from me for all my patrons loads of exclusive content and there's some really exciting news for my patrons only coming up um in the next episode at the very latest if not before then on the socials or on patreon um zero warnings for this episode other than for once maybe don't expect to get made peckish (laughs) or jealous about what we're eating but we will at least hopefully make you laugh if nothing else at our misfortune Mm. Well, thanks for coming to my house on this. Thanks for having me. Summer day. Yeah. And (laughs) for enduring a plate of real bay. It's yellow and brown lunch. Yeah, good colours. Yeah. (laughs) Delicious colours. So, what happened, Jan, is that I have a thing where some patrons of the podcast, Mm. um, like every now and again, part of their rewards that they get for being my patrons I say is there anything you want me to eat on the podcast yeah and um actually very rarely people do come up with stuff um but over the years they've come up with things there's been no sort of one sensible time to like trickle them into my normal hoovering so what I've done is got you around to try <laughs> all of the things really two of the things that have been kind of given to me as a dare okay to eat one of them was <laughs> vegan prawns right which i now that i'm saying it think could be a prank they don't look how i imagined them to look no they took me a long time to find and i had to buy them on the internet and i think they oh, came really? from far away they look like um chicken dippers that have been like yeah <laughs> freeze-dried <laughs> Yeah, I think that, yeah, they look like a cross between a white bait. Yeah. And, um, oh, God. Yeah, a nugget, a kind of white bait shaped <laughs> nugget. Yeah. I've got no idea what's going to be inside. They're made by Fry's, the Fry Family Food Company. And it says, I think they've really covered their bases here. Meat-free, battered, prawn-style pieces. Well, I'm just glad they're a family company. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I care about. That's all I care about. Yeah, <laughs> lovely. And then there's the salad. I oh, nice. Just, that's not a dare. That's, that's just... not a dare. I did that. I, I did need that to be dared. Take to the edge off. Yeah, I don't. You're know so how good. It's go. Like with your patrons, like that you listen to them and stuff. Like I have a patron. I just, yeah. I just get what they're given. Yeah. Well, there is an element of that, and I don't listen to all of them. Good. Um, and they also dared me to eat this Norwegian cheese called, I think it's called Brunost. Okay. And it literally means brown cheese. And I opened it and had a reaction. So open it and see if you have a reaction. It's heavy. Yeah. Oh, my God. It is brown, isn't it? It's brown. It's pure brown. It doesn't smell of anything. No. It might be my hay fever, but... No. It doesn't... It's like um, Caramac or something. I just think, worst case scenario, we've had a salad and some chips. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
So what's what's the what's yeah, the why like has they why have they recommended this cheese uh, to you? What's they've not made it clear whether or not I'm meant to have the best time or the worst time. So we don't have to pretend to like it if we hate it. It's we a combination. Just be really of honest. Goat and and milk. Uh, goat's milk and cow's cream. Okay. But that's as weird as it seems. It's not like they recommended that fish to you. You know, you get that like Norwegian fish. Oh, that's meant to hot. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You're so welcome. Um, I'm going to sauce up. I'm going to I'm gonna make a ketchup and mayonnaise combo. Well, I- I'll tell you why I'm excited about this. Because when I, even before I was a vegetarian, I uh, I didn't really go near prawns and stuff like that. I've obviously tried them. Yeah. And um, they weren't really like my favourite thing. Because I always think like, oh, they're, they're kind of like insects. I really like, yeah, of the sea. Yeah, they remind me of insects. So... But I remember what they taste like, and they taste fine. It's more just like a mental barrier for me. So this is nice. It's nice to kind of have them. An entirely synthetic version yeah. of prawn. I have it. I love prawns, so Thanks. I will be like seeing if there's anything about them other than that they're shaped in a vaguely. They've done one end slightly pointier than the other, like a, I guess like a probably. A yeah, you might think of a fish. <laughs> It's a shame they haven't done like got a sharpie and put a little face on yeah, them. Yeah, you know, at least be like... given a couple of eyes drawn on a fin. Yeah, that's so true. An artificial spine okay. through the middle. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> like a child's drawing of a fish. Well, that's the thing about a lot of vegetarian food, isn't it? It's like how far do you take it when you're replicating oh, oh, something? No. Did you see that? Oh no, you that's got a bad squirt. Yeah, I didn't I had shake a... this mayonnaise and I've basically just yeah, ju- I had a just bad jizzed squirt. into my ketchup. <laughs> Oh no, bad spot. Thank you. But um, but yeah, like how far do you take it? Because you know, it's like you can get like really realistic vegetarian sausages now, for yeah. example. But like until they put the gristle in, mm-hmm. it's not really going to have the same. It's effect, so true, is it? isn't it? It's like, do you start emulating? Yeah, some people's like worst thing about me is other people's favourite. That they make the fake burgers with beetroot look bloody, don't they? Yeah, I like that, though. That's I like fun. that. Yeah, that's fun, I think. It's like, there's no reason why you can't simulate it. Like, I, yeah. I, I'd be happy if they, like, <laughs> got whatever it, the, that material is that they make the burgers out of, like, soy, and they, like, made, like, a cow out of them mm. and then did, like, a mock... I'd like that. <laughs> a mock sort of execution on it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really fun, I think. <laughs> So you can have the full carnivore experience. Exactly. Um, I'm going to try. A, I'm going to. I'm going to keep calling it a prawn. I'm going to try one n- naked first. Okay. Just see if anything prawn-like happens to me. What does that mean? Like an allergy? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean. No. I mean. It's not a. That's not. It's not a prawn, is no. it? No. It's like a. It's like every vegetarian slash vegan chicken nugget you've ever had in a vaguely fish. Right like shape. Okay. Well, yeah, fish is a hard thing. Like, it's yeah. something that they don't really attempt that much. No. You can get like vegetarian fish fingers, and yep. they're fine. They're, they're fine, okay. Aren't they? But then they're still not. You can't. Apparently, you can get like tuna and stuff, but you can only. You can only that really get. That scares me. It looks so weird. The yeah. fish tuna. But you can only really get it in like posh shops, like um, Whole Foods and stuff like that. You have to pay like quite a lot for it. So I've never actually tried it. Yeah. I'm gonna try one though. I'm gonna see try it's one, like. see what happens. I mean, I'm into the sauce I've made. You're right. There's not much fishy about that, is there? No, that's fine, though. I mean, 
I don't know. I don't think, I don't think, I, I like fish and I don't think the reason I like it is the smell. So I'm glad they haven't added that. It's salty. Yeah, it's really salty, which actually I'm really into. I love salt, but um, I wasn't expecting it to be quite as salty as it is. No. It's like, are prawns notoriously salty? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was like a thing they were going for. No, I think, well, maybe they've gone taste of the sea. What's in the sea? Oh, yeah, salt, yes. salt <laughs> and, and a lot of plastic. Mm-hmm. So, Melissa doesn't taste mm-hmm. the microplastics. <laughs> um, my friend gave me this, which I'd never tried before, which is like a pumpkin seed oil, which I think is really nice on a salad. Oh, I'll try that. Try that. It's a good opportunity for me to try some things I've never tried before. Let's put this on. Oh, my God, it's very dark. Let's go. Let's yeah, inky business. Yeah. Um. I can't believe you grew up around here. That's so funny. Yeah, well, I actually grew up in southeast London um, in, well, Lewisham, but yeah. near Hither Green. I don't know if you know Hither Green. Yeah. But yeah, as I was saying to you, like that pub that's like shut down now, yeah. but it, it, that, I spent a lot of times like waiting in the car <laughs> for my dad. <laughs> you said he bought you a small a bottle of um, Coca Cola once an hour. A little I can, of yeah. Coca-Cola. Pass it through the window. Did you have anything to entertain yourself? The radio. <laughs> Oh, remember the radio? No, I remember the radio. <laughs> and a bag. Remember the radio. <laughs> and a bag of disco crisps. I was going to ask what snack mm-hmm. was there. When I was, it, I was lucky that one of the places my dad mainly drank was a pub that had a family room. So I did have a room rather than the car to sit in. Mm. But I would be given Panda Pop drinks. They yeah. were like bright blue or pink, like bubblegum flavour drinks. I remember them. They taste like melted ice poles, yeah. don't they? Yes. And then like Space Raiders was the snack at mm. my childhood pub waiting. I was talking about Space Raiders yesterday. Right. Like just about how they're really cool. Like I really like snacks that are like named after like cryptids and like ghouls and ghosts and stuff. Mm. My Irish friend was showing me this uh, bag of crisps called Banshee Bones. Okay. I've never had them. No. They're like an Irish thing specifically, but they've got like Wicked. a witch on the front cover. Really cool. Let's talk about eating growing up. Um, yeah. What was eating like growing up? Eating? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, I think I used to get criticised a lot for having quite a bland palate, I think. Like, really? Yeah. Like, I'm one of those people that, like, I will try anything. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm not, like, scared to try stuff. And But I, I know what I like, do you yeah. know what I mean? And it seems that what I like is just, like, pizza over and over <laughs> and over again. I, in fact, I'm really worried. Like, like I've lived on my, not on my own, but, like, I've lived independently as yeah. an adult for quite some time now. And um, I don't know how I've managed to kind of, like, resist the urge to have pizza every night. But, yeah. like, I do do it like I do bro- buy like a broccoli sometimes and stuff like that you, <laughs> you can put a broccoli on a pizza if you want you can yeah <laughs> I wouldn't but you can I would I think I'd try that mm. um, I think pizzas get so a bad fucking rap they're like everything in one what a pizza yeah yeah, yeah they're amazing they're, per- they're perfect food they are like a part of me doesn't believe when people say oh you know it's not good for you it's not healthy like I can't what? quite figure it out because I'm like well it depends on how you do it you know it's yeah. like it's bread, it's <laughs> tomato, that's healthy. Yeah. Cheese. Cheese, protein, exactly. need that bit. There's always an excuse, isn't there? But when I was growing up, it was like, you know, my mum would like cook a lot and 
she would like always serve things that like I never asked for or didn't <laughs> want. And I feel like <laughs> it was always like a pie. Like I don't really like pie. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, I'd say, can you stop giving me this pie? Cause I don't like it. <laughs> And then every week I'd have the pie again and I'd be like, (laughs) so I think that's kind of like what gave me a bit of a complex to like just only eat what I like now. Well, um, I mean, I don't think that's a complex. I think that's just being a grown up. I try though. I I really try. I try to be healthy, but I can't. I've got like, I've got like five things that I eat, you know? Oh really? I love it. But I also don't, I mean, I think healthy is a very broad and complicated term and actually like, in, to my mind, it's so rare to meet anyone who goes, I, ha- I eat what I want when I want. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's joyful. That's, <laughs> to me, like the epitome of health. But if you mean like in terms of like getting enough fruit and vegetables and like nutrition and balance and all of that. Yeah, that is tricky. But also, I, I can't get over how much I love hearing someone say, I just have what I want and I know what <laughs> well, I like. <laughs> well, I do, but I don't feel good about it. Right. Like, I feel guilty about it. Oh, I don't want that. Yeah. Like, I think about it. Yeah. It depends how I'm feeling, I guess. But I, I guess will- there's an element of going, I don't want you to miss out. But if you'll try anything... If you're trying new things all the time, I'll try anything you yourself? within the strict parameters of being a vegetarian. <laughs> yes, I think I think I mainly became a vegetarian to like limit my options. <laughs> but now they keep bringing things out like these prawn yeah. things. Can't can't run fries, from anymore. battered salt cubes. I'm really They're impressed cubes. that you got them like from the internet. Where did where yeah. did you get them online? I can't remember, but I think it might have been dark web. Like, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Like an online Asian caterers. I really? Think that, like Asian supermarkets have had like a really strong game in fake, fake meats for a lot longer than yeah. is now like super mainstream. Um, and I got, and I bought them. I've actually had them because they're frozen for so long. Um, <laughs> and then I noticed that near where I live, there's a, a Asian supermarket now called Long Dan. It's like a chain. But when, before it opened, it had a sign outside that said, plant-based Asian cuisine and plant-based living and I was like oh amazing and then I saw a fridge like through the window that said prawns and it had like a whole (laughs) cabinet of prawns and I was like they're gonna have vegan prawns Um, but it turns out they were using the term plant-based living I was gonna say loosely but I think deeply (laughs) and accurately because it turns out they are selling just prawns it's prawns it's old it's the OG main actual prawn how do you get around that? Is it like they have plants yeah, <laughs> adjacent maybe. to them? Yeah, yeah. Or they, they feed them the tofu in the fridge near to the prawns. Yeah, yeah they fed them plants. <laughs> I don't really understand. I still don't really understand what plant-based 100% means. You know, like I, I kind of, I could get my head around corn, mm-hmm. but I get it. It's like a mushroom yep. that they grow in a tank and they're not <laughs> legally allowed to call it a mushroom. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's synthetic. Yeah, like it's synthetic in the sense that they grow it in a in a in a silo, yeah. I think, or something like a tank. Sounds delicious. Yeah, no, but it is. It's, it's yeah. just it's just it's just fungi, fungi, mushroom. Yeah, and then there's like pea protein all this kind of stuff. But I don't really understand what plant food it, like is. I don't understand. Yeah. I just eat it and I just take their word for it and yeah. hope that it's not yeah. going to massively oh shorten my lifespan. But um. That was a cat jumping on right onto a bedboard then. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you addressed that because I didn't think it was me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wasn't my reaction to you saying, you just trust them and eat it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, um, it was a cat jumping up the table. But everyone's vegetarian now, aren't they? Like, everyone's trying it. Everyone's, Nearly, um, yeah. 
do you I've do it? I've fallen off the wagon. Oh, have you? When I first started this podcast, like four years ago, I was bought pretty. I was almost vegan, mm. and I really, um, I really let that shit slide. <laughs> But for me, it was an unravelling of a necessary unravelling of rules. Mm-hmm. Like, whereas you're like, when you said you can choose, like, if you, you know, choosing boundaries around what you do and don't want to eat. Well, well, as a reason, choosing vegetarianism as a reason to have, you know, some socially acceptable rules that people aren't going to nudge you about all the time. Mm-hmm. Whereas I had to, I think, I mean, to get deep real quick, to <laughs> as part of like recovering a good relationship with eating, had to undo some of those rules I had too many rules around things and I think mm. ultimately I was using um a desire to eat in a more environmentally kind way to actually like I was having an adverse reaction to the rules it meant to the and I, I was actually like because there were so many things I couldn't have I was binging on the things I could have in I a way that's making me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's really normal, and it's why lots of like restrictive dieting and stuff doesn't work because mm. you your body will rebel against any really strict set of rules, uh, and it's within boundaries because also obviously there's such strong philosophical arguments for vegetarianism or yeah, environmental. Yeah, and you feel that, great. You're yeah, like, I'm doing something. Yeah, yeah, totally. And there's so little we can do as individuals, but exactly, that, exactly if you talk, yeah, and if you. Oh God! It's so the environmental reasons are so overwhelming to at least eat less meat. Um, but so now, basically, but also my partner who I live with is very strict vegetarian, doesn't eat fish either, and um, so there's never anything at, at home. And I'm very happy living at home. My six year old has just told me he wants to be pescatarian. Oh really? Yeah, which is cool. Um, although we're a weekend, and he's last night confessed to some pepperoni on a pizza. Do you know what though? It's the effort, isn't it? Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like well, this is it. It's like if you imagine if you go like a year of your life without eating any meat products and then you fall off the wagon. That's yeah. better than like never trying to. Yeah, totally. Know? Chocolate's the one I'm struggling with at the moment. Like I'm in that phase where like I'm vegetarian, but I try to eat vegan things. I would like yeah. to do it. And I even just eating ethically, like you said, it's like it's hard. Like I, I said to myself, OK, well, I'm only going to have chocolate when it's a Tony's bar because they yeah. like advertise that they're like <laughs> yeah. really ethical. They've really used that, haven't they, as their like thing about Yeah. Them. But the other day I was in the news agents and I was looking at them and I was like I was like, they're three pound fifty. It's a fucking joke. Yeah. The I was price like, you pay for purportedly giving yeah. two shits about the planet. And I was like, I do enough. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting a Twix. Yeah. But um <laughs> I think there's some truth in that. I think that's one of the reasons it's, I mean, I am a vegetarian because of, like, the boring reasons. But yeah. I also think I'm a vegetarian because I do like to kind of, like, limit my choices a little bit. Right. And if so, if I had somebody who, like, cooked for me every day, like a... I don't know what you'd call that. Like a servant. Yeah. <laughs> a servant. <laughs> um, and they just got to decide what I had. Yeah. I think I'd be fine with that. Like, I think it's, I think it's literally the deciding what to have that gives me a bit of anxiety. Like, I almost, like, think about it, like, from the moment I wake up, you know, I'm like... Really? Yeah, 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 kind yeah. of. Like, kind of, like, trying to plan out my days yeah. to the point that, like... So I don't have breakfast. Right. Like, I not cut that out. Thing. I'm not, but also, like, I do get hungry about 10 o'clock, but I also just was like, well, it's just one less. 
did you hear if you're did listening? Like I just I just really subtly and quietly put the cat out to being a bit of a cunt. And that was him just like thugging yeah. up against the door. Just like What a thug life. Yeah, it was great though. He walks in and out of rooms like that as well, the lounge. Um if he like the other cat will just slink in like a cat. Yeah. And he, it would be like a human's walked in because the door will go smash against the fucking wall. He's such a funny thug. That's great, though. Yeah, sorry. Little poltergeist. Um, oh, God, yes. I love all of that. I, it's also interesting, isn't it? Mmm. Delicious. I'm going to try this brown cheese. Yes, I want to try it too. I want it to taste better than it looks. And I hope I, someone just hasn't, whichever patron it was, told us to eat the brown cheese. Wasn't just doing some kind of trick on me. I don't like the look of the texture of it. It, no. looks, it looks like an art, um, <laughs> like it looks like a lump of clay, you know. Yeah, it does. It looks like something you'd use to build. It looks like burnt. Um, oh, there's a weird colour on the yeah. other side of it. What's that? Oh, no, that's not good, is it? I mean, that looks like mould, doesn't it? We can eat around it. <laughs> we can eat around it. Um, I'm going to take a picture of it. Where did you get it from? The internet. Oh. But this was called, like, My Swedish Supermarket or My Scandi Supermarket. And they were lovely and sent, like, a nice note with it and stuff. That's the problem with cheese. Like, you never know if it's off or not, do you? No. We just that might be know. intentional, that mould. It might be intentional mould. Oh, I'm not. I'm not going to risk it. I mean, I'm just going to cut that off. Yeah. And put that over there. It doesn't look like food. It really does. It really doesn't look like food at it's all. It's hard to get excited about eating something that looks this much like it's not food. But as I said, it does curiosity look bland. killed the cat. Hopefully, <laughs> it will at worst just oh taste God, very it's nice. like it's apart. so brown. It's it, such a Oh my shit. god! Like it looks like vegan cheese. Yeah, it does. Like crap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, don't I think, hate. I vegan don't think we haven't really nailed vegan cheese yet, or vegan chocolate, apart from dark chocolate. Which is like, yeah, no, not even slightly. Like we're not there yet. It's not. We had. We as substitute lovers. There's nothing there for us yet. I think that might be enough to cut off. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's enough yeah. to try it. Yeah, and then if we love it, we can. <laughs> you can have a bit more. Okay. Mm. Okay, it's like Play-Doh, is, is exactly it? what it feels like. It smells of, oh, it, actually it smells of like, um, it smells of, of the slices you'd get to put on a burger a bit. Yeah, that's making me feel better about it, because I mm. eat a lot of those. I love those. Oh, it's almost sweet. Mm, I hate Yeah, it. I don't like it yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god, it's horrible. Oh fuck. Oh, Jen, I'm so sorry. I think There's your patrons hate you. There's a sweetener. Are you getting like a sugary? What the fuck is that? It's almost like I'm not tasting it, but I'm getting Oy. like the sensation. It's, oh, uh, it's like someone's like, it's like feet and caramel. Caramel, yeah. Ay. Oh my God, that's disgusting, isn't yeah. it? Oh, fuck off. It gets worse the longer after you ate it. It's one of those things like it feels like you're not supposed to be eating it. Like, I think the, maybe the reaction that my mouth is having is kind of like, fuck don't off. eat that. Oh, fuck. I'm going to move it away. <laughs> I'm going to move it off this table. <clears throat> oh, shit. Well, that's the thing about cheese, though, isn't it? It's like such a diverse, like, variety of different things. Yeah. Like, like what's your favourite cheese? Oh, so I'm into, like, 
I, I don't like the really, it's not like, oh. I know people who are really into the ones that like really stink. It's not that. I don't like those ones that are like, like almost liquid, mm -hmm. but um, I don't hate them either. Like everything in its context, if something's like, if I've on a camping holiday in France, like, and someone's bought some cheese, I'm yeah. gonna try it. Uh, but my favourite cheese you can get in most places is called, is a blue one called, um, oh no, it, oh God, I'm going to forget, Bleu de Verne. Bleu de Verne. Yeah. That's interesting because I've learned something now. I didn't realise that there were different kinds of blue cheese. Yeah. I just thought there was a cheese called blue cheese. Yeah. So that's nice to know. Yeah, there's a bunch <laughs> of blue cheese. There's like one we make here in the UK called Stilton and it's like a hard one. It's like quite really yeah. strong. And then it moves right through to like Bleu de Verne. It's like a French one that's much softer and milder. Okay. Um, and then Italians make some really mild blue mm. cheese that's like only got the vaguest blue cheese taste that might be the one that i like because yeah. because the only way that i'll try weird cheeses is if they're presented to me on a pizza and i <laughs> perfect there's the there's the dr Oka um quattro formaggi pizza and Love i think it. It, ha it says it has blue cheese on it oh. and um i like it so yeah. it must be that one <laughs> fair enough yeah that sounds all right um do you think being a comedian changes how you eat? Not really. Mm. I mean, because I, when I first started, you know, I, I would get anxious before going on. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. I would never eat beforehand. So I, that, I suppose it changed it in that way. So I would never, I'd never feel comfortable eating like a few hours before. Yeah. But I've been doing it a while now and I don't feel that at all anymore. So I'm more comfortable to just eat at normal times now when I, when I normally would. Yeah. Rather than having to wait till I get home, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but no, like I, I eat pretty much as badly as I did be <laughs> as beforehand. Like if anything, it might have slightly improved it because occasionally a gig will like feed you. Yeah. So I love that. I think comedians are more grateful for like food oh my at God. work than any other profession. I did a gig in a posh hotel recently, like a like a corporate nice. thing. Well, um, that wasn't nice. If it was corporate, it probably wasn't yeah. a nice gig. But yeah, oh, I've got a, yeah. But um, one thing they did do that was really nice is that they they fed us and mm. they had like a kind of a small buffet style cart. Nice. It was chips. Yes. Which I was like, okay, great. Pasta with mushrooms in it. Okay. And then things that weren't vegetarian. So I just got like a big plate of chips with pasta on top. Nice. Yes. That's <laughs> the way to do well, it. Well, it, it works really well. Like carbs on carbs are like... Yeah. Like it's it's great. Like it's taboo for a reason, you know. It's like... <laughs> it's so it's really delicious. Nice. Like, have you ever had like pasta on a pizza? No. Like there was some commotion it's about it. It's just gone on the list. Yeah, there was some commotion about it like last year. Like apparently some company brought one out already, oh. like prepared. But I was one of those hipsters where I was like, I've been doing this since I was a teenager. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> what you do is you get like macaroni is the best. You make, okay. you get macaroni, cook it, you put cheese on it. Yeah. Not like macaroni cheese, just oh, like macaroni just like cheese. cheddar and Yeah, you macaroni. stir it around and then you get a margarita pizza and then you just sprinkle it all over the top. Wow. And honestly, like it will make you... Reimagine how you view toppings because you'll just be like, this is the only one that you need. Amazing. Every other topping just feels like a ridiculous attempt at this. What you're trying to do there. Mm -hmm. And um, does it need to be quite um, a sturdy 
based pizza to hold the weight of the macaroni and not like begin to sort of like flop in. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Like but, a thick crust pizza. But I'm not opposed to like, if you need to use a knife and fork, like use a knife and fork. Yeah. It's all about that. In that instance, I think it's totally reasonable to use a knife and fork for a pizza, yeah. isn't it? God, I was hoping that I could I could come across as somewhat sophisticated on this thing. But it's just, I don't know I'm what it is. I'm not really interested in sophisticated yeah, on this podcast. I'm trying to think. I'd much like, rather find out. I'd much rather, like, get to people's truth. <laughs> I try sometimes. Like, like I will try it. Like, I will try and make, like, a stir fry. Yeah. Or like I will, I will do like I will put vegetables in a thing. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of it. Oh, I can make a risotto. I love. A I can do that. I enjoy doing that. Like the I like the process just to keep of it. stirring. For yeah, a lifetime, right? I like it because it's easy, but it's yeah. like it takes a while. Yes. So you feel like you're doing something. I feel like you can taste the effort that you put into things sometimes. I think you can. Yeah. I think you can. And with that, like I learned recently, which you might well already know, but like. The standing next to it and stirring it, like, and adding your stock or whatever, slowly, yeah. is what makes it go all shiny. Oh, really? That's nice, isn't it? That is nice. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's I can so make nice. red pepper soup. Mm. That's a good one. I'm terrible at that and always make them too thin. Mm. Um, I've stopped eating this because it's too much salt. And <laughs> I did, I, I do have breakfast, I like you, but I wait until I really want it. And I had it quite late and I, I'm not really, this is too... I'm going to say it. These pretend prawns are too salty for me. And I that cheese has put you off. And that cheese has broken my heart. Fuck's sake. Uh... It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Bearing in mind that I... It sounds like I have not listened about the old <laughs> list of five things you like and within the boundaries of liking. But have you ever had an instance of something that you didn't like, but that at some point during adulthood, your mouth just changed and now you like it? Yeah. Yeah, onions. Really? Yeah, when I was younger, I just really didn't like onions in any context. Really? Even, like, slow-cooked, barely know they're there? I mean, I could, like, tolerate them. There was just something about them. Again, I think it's textural yeah. and, like... 
I just didn't understand them. I, I just viewed them as something that ruined anything that they went into. But then, like, as I've gotten older, like, I actually now legitimately love them. Yes. And I'll have, I'll choose to have them. Yeah. And when I smell them, I'm like, oh, onions, I get it now. It's like coffee, you know, I think, like, you grow mm. into it. Yeah, like there coffee? are some things. I absolutely love coffee, but I think I had, well, I think I, I know I had a, I had an Austrian grandparent. And in Austrian culture, and I know it's the same in Portugal, I don't know about other bits in Europe, but I just assume so, it's, like, way less taboo to give kids coffee oh really so from when I was really young like my son's age like five-ish I was allowed a really milky coffee okay and I loved it and it was just like I look back now I think it was like you know whatever Nescafe Gold or whatever it wasn't mm. like a it wasn't like we all drink now like you know really strong co- well, it's before there was Starbucks everywhere and everyone's drinking much stronger coffee yeah and I don't think I'd give my kid that. I don't think it's the last thing my fucking kid needs. Because <laughs> so he can really tell when he's had caffeine, like, yeah. from chocolate, or if he's had a sip of a Diet Coke or whatever. You can, like, you can tell if he's had a bit of caffeine. For me, it was Smarties when I was a kid. Was it? Yeah. That like, made you, like, wired? Yeah, like, I had to not be allowed to have them. because. But apparently what it was, it was like, I don't know if this is bullshit, but apparently it was, like, the blue one specifically. Yeah. Something about the blue Smartie. There was some kind of chemical in it that used to drive kids mad. I think there might be a blue-making chemical that... And sure enough, like, you know, this is what, yeah. like... I think you're much younger than me, but, like, it's some time ago. Right. I think they've probably... The EU, etc. had to get rid of that, at least for a while. Like... I don't but, think I'm that much younger than you. I'm 38. I'm 32. Are you? I am, yeah. You look so young. Thank you. That's what I was hoping you would say. <laughs> it's true. Oh, my God. Um, I... Um, yeah, there's a, there was... I got my kid a... Blue, like blue uh, bubblegum flavoured lolly from like mm. a, one of the really dodgy cash only ice cream vans in one of the lockdowns. And he lost his really? mind. There's definitely some E numbers that definitely do shit to kids, some kids' behaviour <laughs> for isn't a minute it, or two, for sure. It, isn't it like something that's made out of like ground beetles? Maybe. That's Maybe. What, well, well, I love this theory. Well, no, but this this is what, like, we used to talk... Like, this was, like, an urban legend. Right. The kids used to talk about, like, did you know that, like, the blue... The E number is, like, ground-up beetle shells or whatever. <laughs> and I remember always thinking, like, oh, that is such bullshit. But then I remember, like, reading just a couple of years ago, like, no, that's actually true. Whoa. Like, it is, because, you know, beetle I shells I mean, there's are, like, all sorts of mad shit in our food. Like you were saying, we just trust people. But, yeah. like, I had no idea until, like, I was flirting with veganism all those years ago now. But, um... But, like, they use fish scales to make loads of wines. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, specifically vegan wines, isn't there? Yeah. They, like, pass it through, like, a... I don't know. Is it, like, a fish's gut? <laughs> I don't know. Something like, like that. why? Why do you do why that? Why are you doing that? Surely you can synthesise that process now. Well, and it's not... like Parmesan cheese as well, isn't it? It's yeah. the same thing. It's like, oh, we we just really love putting it through a sheep's anus or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they do. We just run it through. It's yeah. tradition. A dolphin's you know? vagina. If you don't like it, go yeah. somewhere else. If you don't like it, don't have Italian food anymore. <laughs> it's authentic, vintage. Um. You know, you're saying about how other countries, like, it's socially yeah. acceptable to give kids coffee. Yeah. It's so funny because in my head I was like, oh no, like, you shouldn't do that. But mm. I'm perfectly fine with kids being given like wine yeah. in France like I think that's cool yeah you know? <laughs> it's, it's confusing isn't yeah. it yeah it's like if um, you told me like oh well, no, in Bulgaria I mean, not they give kids cigarettes I'd yeah. be like oh, oh shit yeah. oh nice cool Bulgarian 
yeah, yeah. Um, That's true, is, by the way. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I believe you, Jen. Careful. I'm very gullible. I had a Bulgarian friend when I was at school. Yeah. And um, I went to his house. And he had... And I, I don't, this isn't... I'm not saying all Bulgarians have No, it. no, no. Hashtag not all Bulgarians. Yeah, but he did. Yeah. In his living room, they had like... Like a fountain. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like oh, an operational... Shit. Like garden, oh, like fountain. the indoor fountain. Yeah, that's really that was cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's cool as fucking shit. Yeah, yeah, that's even cooler than teaching kids to smoke. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Now my friends bring up her kids in Portugal, and um, they they give their toddlers a bit of coffee at, at nursery. I was like, whoa, really? whoa, that's not necessary. That is not no thank you. What the well, nursery gives it? Yeah, to them. that's like there must be like a really good nursery. They're like so good that they're kind of like. We just need to like up this for ourselves. Like yeah. we need to like make this harder for ourselves. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. Like looking after toddlers and babies yeah. isn't hard enough. So like we need a handicap. Like yeah. let's. Like, how can we level this up? Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, it's pull ups with the weighted vest of the yeah, nursery exactly. of the nursery world. Yeah, fuck that. And I've only ever had to try and keep one at a time alive. <laughs> um, yeah, I did. To answer your question, I. I do love coffee, but I think I always loved coffee. I've had a bunch of things that I didn't used to like that I do like now. Beetroot, mm. loads of other vegetables that I did. I'm sure I was fuss, fussy-ish about as a kid. I think I'm so far watching my son have a very similar palate to me in the sense that like he's nothing that he won't eat. And I think I was the same. But it's all with a view to getting to the good stuff. Like, he's a lot more sweet tooth than I am now. Mm. And I don't... Mm, Every now and again, like, I really want chocolate and I just have to have some chocolate. But actually not very sweet toothy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't relate to that because I really am. Like, I I could just eat it. Just sweet stuff. Yeah. Like, like, I probably could. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't feel great, but <laughs> I could do it. Yeah. You're, why does our heart ask us for things that makes our body feel so shit? I don't know. That's... <laughs> why do you... Like, why do you... Body scream at you to feed it things that are going to make it feel really sick and tired. Like, even if you take all yeah. the kind of emotional blah, blah, blah out of No, I actually do think about that a lot. Me too. It's like people, you know, people always say like, oh, why is it the most um, delicious stuff that's like the most like fascinating, for example? Like mm. people say that, right? And that's true. It's like, I don't know, is it some kind of like entropy thing? Is it some kind of like yin and yang-ish kind of thing? Well, I think that's like a survival thing, ultimately. Like those foods are designed to set off like bits of your brain that Mm. are massive reward sensors. So our brains, of course, are going to be like, reward, reward, give me the reward. But also because our brains are still wired to a time where eating and eating really energy-rich food is survival, ultimately. And they don't compute the fact that we actually have access to that stuff all the time now because Mm -hmm. historically if there was something as high in energy especially like real big quick easy to process energy like like ice cream then your body would be like quit in i'm gonna be great for ages and actually putting on weight again was like great for survival Mm -hmm. like you're gonna survive longer through the cold winter where you probably won't be able to get as much food because you tubbed up a bit yeah, and evolution like, is slow, isn't it? Yeah. It's notoriously slow. <laughs> yeah, it's heard that about it. slow. <laughs> so I don't think we can be annoyed with our brains for wanting us to eat more of delicious stuff because... But you can it's... be annoyed at the world for making yeah. more and more delicious things. Oh, I don't know if I want to be annoyed <laughs> at the world for that. I think it's... I think... Oh, fuck me, it's so complicated. I think it does boil down to that, like, oh, if I feel 
like if I feel physically gross, like, and I don't mean about my body, I mean in the no. moment. I mean, yeah. like, I feel, you can feel your body just t- talk to you if you've overdone yeah. the sugar or the salt or the, something grease, something too, I find the older I get, oh, so I feel like I'm always changing and I feel like, if I have something too battered, I'm like, blah, 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 and I feel mm. really queasy for a bit. And so yeah, yeah. actually I do find myself wanting those things, not never, but less. Mm. Like you're in a mood for a thing. And yeah. like trying to listen to whatever that mood is. And like you say, like with your, like, I know what I like. I think it's great in the sense that it's so hard with all the choice in the world to be like, no, this is what I want. Yeah. And there are different times where I found it easier to tune into what I really want and whether I'm really full, whether I'm really hungry yeah. than others. And there are times where, like, there's so much going on emotionally that I absolutely don't stand a fucking chance. Mm. Or yeah, no, that makes sense. I think, like, hormonal times or tired times, weirdly, sometimes can even help you out mm. and, like, helping you focus on what it is you want or don't want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so complicated. It is, but it's true. Like, when you say, when I say, like, oh, I know what I like, I think what it comes down to is kind of, like, I still have this like regret that like I didn't try more things before I was a vegetarian because I feel like now I'm a vegetarian like I'm in that for good right and I'm not gonna stop doing that probably yeah but I just wish I'd tried a few more like freaky things yeah when I was allowed to oh like crocodile or some shit crocodile like some kind of weird octopus head or something like yeah. that you know <clears throat> and and what you were saying about always changing like I feel like that too like every five years I kind of feel like a different person in a way mm. I guess that's just what growing up is. yes totally. but, um and I'm sure like in five years my brain or my palate or whatever would have changed to the point where I'll maybe be like oh I'm kind of going off pizza a bit maybe I don't know if that I don't <laughs> know it might be time, true I'm gonna get a call going Tell me where you got that yeah. brown cheese. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oy! But so I want to keep eating it while I still enjoy it. Yes, of course. You know? Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Long live the pizzas. I wish, I mean, let's just do this again and get pizzas next time. No, I've really enjoyed that. I really like, I actually kind of like these. These like, are all right, aren't they're they? They're all right. I wish I was kind of more, I'm trying to listen to my board and it's gone, don't eat. I'm not in the mood for this right so now. The thing with um, me and vegetarian food is like, because I've been a vegetarian for quite a while now, I, not that I was there in the early, early days, but I remember when there was way less choice. Yeah. Like, I remember when like this kind of thing wasn't even, like I remember when I was first vegetarian, it was like, oh, there's one option for you on the menu and it's like bean based. Yeah. Like if it's a burger, it's going to be a bean burger. Yeah. If it's anything else, it's going to be a lot of beans <clears throat> and carrot involved. Yeah. Mushrooms. And, uh, mushrooms. But I love mushrooms, though. I love mushrooms. But yeah. My, but my girlfriend, Steph, hates too strong. But, like, it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, if something's got mushrooms in. Yeah. Because it's similar but different experience in the sense that, like, a lifetime of being vegetarian in the Indies until really recently, it was just fucking mushroom flavour, everything, or just literally yeah. a mushroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I re- yeah, I remember going to Gourmet Burger Kitchen 10 years ago. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they, they it was just, like, a mushroom in a bun. Heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> well, unless you love mushrooms, actually. Well, like, but it, I yeah. do, but you want, like, a bit of halloumi in there as yeah. well, maybe. It's, there's no protein in a mushroom. No. Yeah, it just, just looks water. the same. I know it's why I don't. <laughs> I've said it before in this podcast. I'm sorry if I'm boring you if you're listening, but I've never really understood the jackfruit phenomena just because it's got like a similar. It looks vaguely like a pulled pork. Like it fuck. It's a plant that is a flower. Yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, I hadn't even heard of jackfruit before the last couple of years. No, I'm not. I'm. I haven't. I've had for a that. tin of it 
through the pandemic that still didn't get touched. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's literally apocalypse proof. I feel this. I feel this about cauliflower a little bit. Like I like cauliflower, yeah. but I think people have gone a bit mad with like thinking that that's a, a viable substitute for like chicken and stuff. I feel I'd say well, not quite rage, but something definitely a flirtation with anger whenever I hear the term wing. What, for cauliflower? cauliflower, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't. It's a floret. It's, it's stupid, floret. isn't it? Floret, floret. It's a tree. It's a small white tree. It's not a wing. Don't call it a wing. We have to do better than that, I think. I think we have to do better than that. Um, like you say, like, I wouldn't mind if they reformed the whole chicken and you got to go over and, like, pretend that you had to, like, <laughs> debone and butcher <laughs> the soy chicken. Then I... you can co- start calling it wing. Yeah. Or, like, yeah any other bit of a leg whatever I think that might actually help encourage people to, more people to become vegetarian I, th- I think <laughs> the horror yeah. of doing it of, of, oh I think if actually if everybody had to do a butchery course and you couldn't buy like processed versions of stuff, oh yeah loads more people would be vegetarian yeah we should do that shouldn't we yeah. I, when I when I was a sport worker, I used to work with this lovely woman called Dharma she was Hungarian and she didn't uh, um, did she have a fountain or not I don't. I she didn't. Unfortunately, no, no. Know. I did go to her. She didn't. Unfortunately, she didn't have a no. I think it's only mm-hmm. Bulgarians that have that. But, um, okay. but she was lovely, and she. But she didn't understand what vegetarianism was. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> oh, no. she, like, she thought she did, but she just didn't. It was. It was one of those things where. I remember she was once making like the roast for us, for everyone in the supported living house, and um, she was like, "Here, I made you a vegetarian one." I was like, "Great." She was like ladling on all this gravy. I was like, great. I was like, this is vegetarian. She was like, yeah, vegetarian. I ate the whole thing. I was like, I was like, I was like, Dharma, this is like the best roast I've ever had in my life. The gravy was so nice. How did you make it? She was like, oh, I just poured all the blood in there. (laughs) Just all the blood goes in. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. Oh, shit. But I should have known because like she told me that like her parents had her like killing chickens with our hands at like the age of like four or something so it's just but that's what I mean it's I like mean, that's she's what she's gonna do. be fine in the apocalypse with those skills yeah and I think if you are like there's an amazing I talked to her on this podcast a million moons ago there's a woman called Louise Gray with a book called The Ethical Carnivore where she was like to I think to like she took it to the extreme like the theory that if you can't if you if you should only eat it if you'd kill it um and it's like only eight things that she had killed and like learnt to hunt things that were sustainable to hunt etc and I thought that was fascinating mm. um, and talk to people that um, live like that in the sense that there were a bunch of people who only ate roadkill I mean shit like that I'm like I get it I get that yeah I think there's an ethical question with the other way though in the sense of like I think the main ethical question that a lot of vegans have is like it's not like about eating things that you can kill yeah. It's just like, do you do you need to kill it? Like no, that's I mean, the option, isn't it? It's like it's not about anything you could kill. We could kill the cats, but I don't want to eat them. But what I mean is, is like we're not in a society where we feel like we have to like go out and like hunt. Oh no, you know, because everything is so accessible. Yeah. So it's like, don't get me wrong. Like if I lived in a wasteland and I had no food, I would I would kill. Yeah. Same. I would do it. Yeah. If you um. If there was no other option, would you eat a person? Probably not. Really? Yeah, probably not. Doesn't really mm. appeal to me. 
Is there ever a food that you've ever been like scared of or a phobia or have you ever known anyone to have a fear of a specific food? No, I never have. I've, I've seen I've seen them on television. I've yeah. seen people that are like scared of like buttons and like yeah, yeah, yeah. oranges. I remember one on television. Yeah. That they I've put this woman in a... sister's scared of oranges. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, they put this woman in like a tank full of oranges <gasps> to cure her of her phobia and it didn't seem like it worked. No, just watching a lady develop an incredible trauma. Yeah. I, no, I'm, I'm not scared of any food, only okay. in the sense of like... I don't like it, but yeah, not an actual phobia. Are you scared of any foods? No, I'm not. No. I think it would be a terrible podcast for me to run if I was. Yeah. Also, it's like there are there are worse things in the world to be scared of. Do you oh, know what I mean? Totally. There's so much. I'm scared of so much. I can't yeah. put food into. Well, also, it's, a ter- it's an objectively terrifying world in many ways. So it's <laughs> such a waste, isn't it, to have yeah. used up all of that kind of cortisol on an orange? Yeah. But at least it is a real phobia, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not knocking it. You, you don't choose that shit. No. <laughs> Yeah. Has anyone's behaviour when it comes to eating ever affected what you thought of them as a person? And I think what I mean by this is like people have like this really unpassionate feelings about how their parents eat. Mm. And those feelings seem to not go away even until like adulthood. I hardly know anyone who like doesn't mind the way their dad eats. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And like my my kid recently was like, whoa. God, like slow down. So I was oh, like, really? really hungry and I was like throwing like handfuls of nuts into my mouth. Well, I, was, like, I was like hungry in that like desperate, passionate way. And yeah. I was eating as if I was alone because he feels right. like an extension of me. <laughs> and it was nice, so though. funny to have a tiny child be like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> And maybe like, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. No one was meant to see that. That's so lovely though that you that you feel comfortable in that way to just eat naturally. Like I <laughs> So for me it's like I, I know that I eat differently, like now, for example, than when yeah. I'm on my own. I know that when I eat on my own, it's like uninhibited yeah, like I, I had it recently because now because like I live I share a flat with uh, two other people and yeah. I sp- so because of that our lounge is like not really suitable for living in at the moment. So I eat a lot of my meals just in front of my computer, basically. Yeah. And um, every now and then I'll be eating and the screen will go into, like, um, sleep mode. So it'll, like, yeah. go off. <laughs> and so see I'll see it. Like, and that's the only time I've, like, really properly see myself mid-shoot. <laughs> and, like, I have to say, like... I was horrified. It's I was horrible. absolutely horrified. It's, horrible. it's not meant to be self-witness. You're not supposed to see it. Yeah, it's like a, a thing. Um, but like... <laughs> That's so funny. Why is that so funny? I love it. But um, I'm like, in terms of like how I feel about other eaters, it's like, the only thing that I've really noticed is that like everyone I know in, in my whole life eats a lot faster than I do. Right. I'm a very slow eater. Great. And I don't know why. I just... It's not even that I'm... I mean, I do waffle a lot generally, but it's not even that. It's just... I don't know. I just... Because to me, it's not even necessarily about the taste of the food. So I'm not, like, savouring it. (laughs) I'm just, like... so funny. I'm just going very slowly. Take your sweet fucking time. Yeah, but I don't know why. I don't know why I've developed that way. I think that's... um, I think that's also, again, not something you necessarily choose. And it would... The idea of you speeding up to please others would make me so sad. Yeah. Well, when I was at secondary school, like, we had very short lunch breaks. It was, like, half an hour. Yeah. Which seems like no time at all, particularly to, like, line up and enjoy your food. I remember, like, rushing a lot then. Yeah, that's crap. And it's one of the many bits of... Like growing up, that feels so amazing when you're like, no, 
I'll do yeah. this in my own time. Yeah, like, exactly. Have you got any particular hopes when it comes to like eating in the future? I guess maybe you've already said like we've already you've already had some great ideas of how to turn more people <laughs> vegetarian. But um perhaps in terms of like I suppose the environment or even technology or anything like that? Yeah, I mean I, I always hope for like better um substitute stuff. Like yeah. if, if we can get like some decent vegan cheeses and like chocolate mm. then i would be happy to like do that but at the moment as it stands it doesn't it doesn't matter how many books i read or how yeah. bad people try to make me feel like i can't do it can't go full vegs i guess my only hope for the future my culinary future is just that like i maybe like i'll like asparagus <laughs> Because that's something that, like, I've never liked and I, I've, so I've tried specific. so many times. It's not like onions. It's like with onions, like, yeah. I've kind of... I mean, it's so it's quite literally a strong flavour. Like, I fully understand Yeah, but why some people say the like opposite. Oh, no, onion, yeah that's, yeah. yeah, that's what I was saying. But with asparagus, like, people always say, but it doesn't taste like anything. Oh, it does. I think it's got a really earthy, grassy taste. But that's not even a good, like, reason to try and convince me to eat it, is it? No. Like, it doesn't oh, no, taste like anything. You don't have to eat it. And these people are hypocrites as well because most people don't like broccoli and I fucking love broccoli. Like, yeah. I will eat, like, a whole bucket of it. I love broccoli. Yeah, I love it too. That it's was great. one of my... You're going to the fringe. I'm going to the fringe. I am. There was a fringe where, like, the thing I desperately wanted when I got in at, like, late in the night, I was, it was when I was child-free child and yeah. young and staying out late in the night. And the thing I want... The fringe before it had been a samosa mm-hmm. <laughs> and this that fringe... I ate almost a whole tray of broccoli wow. dipped in sabro hummus. Wow, that's not, what raw. Yeah, oh, that's good. I, I mean, like I I haven't really craved it since. I think sort of a need, some kind of internal chemical need was being met. I love eating raw vegetables. It makes mm. makes me feel like like I'm at one with the <laughs> nature. Or it with none Even though I bought it in a supermarket. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. But like I eat raw mushrooms. I um, like raw something. mushrooms. Yeah. People, again, I think people... that's a really interesting texture that you never get in any other mouthful. No, because when you cook a mushroom, it becomes really soggy, which yeah. I also like. But um, but yeah, like people have told me not to eat raw mushrooms. They say, Why? That, well, it's dangerous, apparently. Fuck them. It's not, though, is it? Yeah, we're fine. They're thinking of something else. I they're think thinking they're thinking of, like... of something. I think they're thinking of um, pork. <laughs> no, they're thinking of, like, wild mushrooms, I think. Oh, yeah, I think you should yeah. probably, yeah, or, or maybe... Yeah, I don't forage mushrooms unless you really know what you're doing. No, you'll die, won't you? Oh, God, you? I've made you talk to me for ages. I don't Thanks. mind. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I've got no so plans. Fun. Five, no plan. five second rule, yes or no? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, of course. Okay, great. I, I would even say to extend it. You me extend, too. I mean, it's like, it doesn't make sense anyway, does it? No. Like, it only takes like a millisecond for germs oh, no. to get on something. Once it's hit the deck, it's hit the deck. It's all about how much you care about the old immune system. But I'd say don't go away and then come back no. the next day and if it's still there eat it but yeah. if it's if I'd say a day is fine <laughs> I think also if you live with pets your rules change on that just before we began this hoovering my cat sat on this table didn't he and he's yeah. really molten at the moment but we anti back the table <laughs> and it is like I, I suddenly panic in that moment as a host thinking fuck me I mean it's objectively disgusting that like anyway we've banished him and you heard him thugging at the door well only if you're worried about that What's that, like, disease that people talk about that's transmitted through cat saliva? Can't remember, but I do know what you're on about. Something osmosis or something. Yeah, I used to do that loads as well. There's also an argument that 
apparently way more so during childhood, but you can still do it a bit as an adult, apparently. But if you're getting off with cats and getting bits of cat stuff on you and in you, um, <laughs> it's really good for your gut microbiome. Oh, okay. Which is really good for your everything, because it's how you process everything. So, yeah. who knows? Um, um, is there any one food item or any food items that you believe demands to be eaten in a particularly ritualistic way? Hmm, there is. I'm trying to think what it is. There, there are things that I definitely eat in, in that way. Like, I have rituals in how I eat them. I used to know somebody who used to eat a burger in a very, very ritualistic way. Like, yeah. they used to, like... And this wasn't when I was working in yeah. supported living. They used to... Uh, <laughs> they used to, like, take it apart piece by piece. Yeah. Um, line them all up. Wow. And then just eat each bit individually. Okay. Which is fascinating, but yeah. it's kind of like someone went to the effort to construct I know it's exactly exactly what I was thinking it's like you do you but it's not what the chef intended is it I think I I think I have that with pizza Uh being like the primary thing that I eat but talk me through your pizza process well it changes depending on the pizza oh let's go for well just then margarita well (laughs) I, I didn't mean like margarita is like my pizza that I eat yes because I have a thing about margarita which is that like if you can't like, to me, like, people get really stuck up about toppings. They're like, oh, like, margarita's boring. But to me, margarita is pizza. Like, yes. that's it. It's, like, base level. So if you can't get that right, then I don't want to even try anything else. What it meant is there's, like, there's a way that I eat, like, a deep pan. And there's a way that I eat, like, a, okay. a thin one. The deep pan, I will bite all of the top off of it. Great. Because <laughs> you know, like sometimes it's nice to like leave the crusts till the end, but this is like yeah. you get even more because you've bitten all of the top off. Yeah, <laughs> like a hamster. <laughs> yeah, and then you've got like all this bread at the end that you either will want or won't want. I yeah. will. I'll eat it. I will. Um, and then like the thin one, I just eat it. Not like I just eat it like a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like um? Anything to do? You have your do you eat your crusts as part of the triangle, or do you sort of leave your crusts and then have them either nude or maybe dipped in mayonnaise or a chili oil? Yeah, so I I will leave them all till the end and then I will just eat them at the end. But um, nude, yeah, okay, because I like them. Yeah, like, I like them as I, they are. I do. Yeah. I'm not opposed to. I it. like them, but I also I would say I mainly like them as a sponge or. Um, magic carpet to carry <laughs> other flavours. Sure, yeah, sure, that makes sense. Like, I went to this place called Pizza Union. Have you been there before? I've heard of it, but I don't think I've been. But have I been? Is there one by the Soho Theatre? I think there might no, be. No, there's, there's a place called Pilgrim. Ge- oh, Pizza but, Pilgrims, yeah. yeah. No, I've not been. It's It's like a weird, like, it's really cheap. It's, like, too cheap, you know? Okay. But when you go in, they, like, give you, like, dipping sauces because they assume that you're going to, do that i think right but but yeah like i don't know like i just i what's the best pizza you had recently well funnily enough like that same strip like next to the theater there's a place called japes oh and they they do chicago style (gasps) deep pan you know where they put like the the tomato on top yeah. And the cheese underneath. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's yeah. like so cheesy. It's oh like my shit, string. I want to try that. Thing, I've right? never had that. It's like people, like I went to um, Pizza Express and I by accident tried their vegan pizza. Yeah. 
with vegan cheese. And it was nice. It was fine. Like, it was one of the better vegan cheeses that I've had. Yeah. But it's like, for all of that, like, you're never gonna, you're never gonna get close. Not in the next 50 years. No. To, like, this Chicago style. Yeah, you that's just, true. You're not even gonna get close you're to it. You're not gonna get close, so, yeah. Yeah. Check yourself. Sorry, I just feel like I just, like, constantly talked about pizza. I really enjoyed the pizza But chat. it's like, I it, it makes me feel so Rudy's pizza. Basic. Rudy's no, it's pizza. not basic. It is basic. It's like I think these are actually very complicated. Food. Shut up. Well, that's I'm into it. I like it. What's Rudy's? Tell me about Rudy's. Rudy's is a pizza place. I think it started in Manchester, and now there's one in London. Um, and it's just incredible. Everything, every every element was so delicious. Mm. Um, and they do like I feel like there's a very trendy thing now to like have a lot of options of white bases so you don't do tomato you've got like some kind of bechamel yeah. instead and I've been very averse to that but um, my missus went for that and I tried it and was like I should have opened my mind I'm having a nice time yeah it's okay to it was to very garlicky was it I liked that that day I'm not ready for that yet okay I understand I'm I definitely understand. not there but um, but I do. But I'm open to it in the future, definitely. I love to hear it. Say scrum diddly umptious. No. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. Plastic gets so furious that it's going out of fashion and becoming obsolete that it learns to disguise itself as fruit and vegetables. It's carnage. Everyone starts dying of either smashed teeth and tummies or of scurvy from all the all-out plastic avoidance. It's awful. Plastic has agreed to back the fuck down and undo this apocalypse, but only if you, it does have to be you, agree to make the sound of a clock ticking of your tongue, like... For 13 hours, so you can't have any snacks, or whilst constantly stepping on and off a tiny pile of gnomes. It sounds impossible, but you do it. You're a hero. (laughs) You're the woman who saved us all from a terrible plasticky apocalypse, and your award is the adulation of all people for all time. You go down in history as an absolute god, but your reward in the moment, and bearing in mind you're fucking starving, so that's 13 hours of click clocking, uh, (laughs) is the feast of your dreams. Okay. You, it's the opposite of a last meal, because you couldn't be happier and you couldn't be hungrier. Right, okay. Um, this doesn't have to be snazzy. This doesn't... Snazzy? Snazzy? <laughs> snazzy? This doesn't have to be snazzy. Don't overthink it. The other caveat is to say that I'm aware that this is your answer now, and if I were to ask you this, even in five, ten minutes, you could give a totally different answer. Okay. But in a consequence-free fantasy environment, if you're the happiest and hungriest you can imagine being, what would you eat? What would you drink? And if you'd like a who, with, and where which also don't need to be realistic or possible, you may have a who, with, and where you would have this. Oh, my God, that's exciting. Well, what I would eat is I would eat <laughs> Morley's fried chicken. Nice. You, I mean, yeah. you live, I live in South, South London, London so... Because I, I, again... The original, it's really. An, it's another thing that I really, really miss is fried chicken. It's like there is no good substitute for it. No. I've, I've been to, like... Temple of Satan and all that kind of kind of stuff and it's nice but it's just not it's not the same so I'd have that I'd have like a big bucket of yeah. it and I don't mean like a paper bucket I mean like a real bucket yeah like just, plastic yeah, just bucket. fill it up yeah. like like the one you'd have a mop in but without the mop there. yeah yeah I think I feel like because I've got like a lot of like sensory and like emotional memories associated with like KFC and stuff mm, it's true to me it was like a big part of like oh we're gonna go to Blockbusters and then we're gonna get a KFC I also like... think food wise KFC is genuinely I've only had a, I haven't had loads of that in my life it wasn't like they were quite few and far between when I was growing up 
but it has genuinely undone a few hangovers. Yeah. No. My student days and actually beyond, there have been a few hangovers where it's like, oh, it's fucking gone. Cold fried chicken yeah. is really good. Oh, so good. Because fried, no, fried chicken is supposed to be crispy, mm. but cold fried chicken is the opposite. It's like really soggy, but yeah. it, oh, it the works. The flavours are still there. It's amazing. I yeah. hear you. Okay. It works so well. So we're starting with a bucket of fried chicken. Okay, delish. Oh, I get more yeah. choices. Oh, you can do what you like. It's a fancy. Well, I mean, oh, okay. Unless you're done. No, no, no. <laughs> if there's more, then I, well, it'll be fried chicken, obviously. and then But it won't be Molly's, like, chips. No. It would be, like, a Iceland... <laughs> I know this isn't thinking very big, but um, I really like their hash browns specifically in Iceland. They're, like, really Yum. thin, but they're, like, really crispy and nice. So I'd have, like... I don't know, 50 of those. I want those. I yeah. Want those. They're really, again, they're really salty. I'm going to get good. some. And then some, uh, I guess some Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Any particular flavour? Yeah, like fish food, I'd say. Okay, great. Classic. Yeah. Anyone with you for this? David Hockney. Thank you. There you Very go. Very nice. I was really trying to think, nice. like, who would I, I just going off instinct, who would I actually want to, like, have a chat with? You just got to go, go with whoever pops into you. Yeah. And do you, is there a scenario for your, um, Chicken with Hockney? What, like, where would we yeah. be having it? Berlin. Got it. Berlin, in a sports bar, yes. um, smoking. I don't yes. smoke, but you would I, would, I would for Hockney. There's no, there's no. I'd smoke for Hockney. <laughs> and there's no consequences, so... Oh, yeah, there's no consequences. Cigarettes oh, yeah. And you'd feel fine. Yeah, lots, then, lots of cigarettes. <laughs> Have you been to Berlin? Yeah, and I love it. Yeah, I mm. love it too. So good. Um, thank you so much for doing this silly podcast. That's okay. Oh, I didn't say what drink I would have. Oh, what drink would you have? A Coke float. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. That's such a great drink. I'm so sorry for not getting the drink in there. Have you had a Coke float before? Once. As a child. Had a great time. Yeah, you don't really see them much. No. <laughs> they do them, don't they, in like diners and stuff, but they're normally boozed up. They're like trendy, yeah. shoreditchy. Yeah. Bo- like, yeah, I would... I want to. I want to do that again. I love diner. Mm, me too. Like I really love like a tacky, kitschy fifties <gasps> diner. Do you want to go for um, breakfast or lunch one day in? Um, oh, what's the, the? There's a diner right by the Monkey Barrel in Edinburgh. The City Cafe. It's really good. I've never been there, but yes, I'd it's love really to. Really good breakfast. I'd love to. That's You're going to be in Edinburgh, veggie breakfast, yeah. aren't you? This year, yeah. yeah I'd yeah. love to. There, there's a. Let's do that. Let's, let's do that. Yeah, I went to a really good pizza place in Edinburgh mm. last year. It was um. I did like the mini fringe, uh, you know, like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it's called, but it's like at the top somewhere and it's like famous. So people like line up for it. Hey, oh, uh, well, look, tell me after well, on t- or take me there in August. Yeah. Well, they sell like slices. You buy like a slice. It's like massive. Uh, let's go for pizza and let's go for breakfast. Yeah. And let's go to Frankenstein's bar as well. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe they'll give us a Coke float. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't wish that fucking cheese on my worst enemy. I can't remember the last time I tasted anything quite so repulsive. Oof, poor Jen. Gosh, you got a rough deal there. <laughs> None of that went to plan. Thank fuck the spuds and salad were all right. Crumbs alive. Shameful lunch effort on my part, but there you go. And I would say that actually you, my listeners, and especially a few of my patrons, are actually the ones who are to blame, I reckon. So there. Follow Jen on social media. She is at I'm I am Jen Ives I V E S on Insta, and she is Jen Ives comedian on Twitter. She has a patron 
And she also has a brand new Edinburgh show called Peak Trans on the Gilded Balloon Patahoose every evening throughout the Fringe, um, apart from I think same as me, the 15th. Yes, please to see in that. I'll absolutely see you there. Follow the podcast on social media at The Hoovering Pod. Follow me, please. Why not? JessicaFosterQ.com is my website. That is where you can get tickets to see me on tour. Come and see Wench. Come and see Wench at Edinburgh if that's where you are. Or I'm bringing it all over the bloody shop. Please come. I've just added a new date for Dorchester in Dorset where I grew up. Well, actually, I didn't grow up exactly in Dorchester. I grew up half an hour away in Swanage, but I did do my driving test in Dorchester. So that's exciting. And it wasn't nice when I grew up, and it is now. Dorchester's got very snazzy, isn't it? It's got a, it's got a fucking Carluchos now, which I will probably be going to. It's before the show. Why am I telling you that? See you in Carluchos for dinner before the tour show, before you come and see the tour show there. Okay. Um, be my patron if you've got spare money. Exciting news coming soon for my patrons. Um, links to everything interesting that Jen and I mentioned throughout that podcast are, as ever, in the podcast notes, including links to where to get tickets to see me live. Anything longer than a tweet, uh, you can also email me through my website, jessicafosterq.com. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Caution and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until in two weeks, happy hoovering. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.